This is Talkin' Mule Deer with your hosts, Steve Belinda and Jody Stemmler. Talkin' Mule Deer takes you on a journey to learn more about the Mule Deer Foundation, Mule Deer and Blacktail Deer Biology and Management, tips and tactics for hunting, conservation issues, and even features some of our corporate and celebrity partners. Now, let's start talking Mule Deer. Hello, this is Jody Stemmler, and we are talking Mule Deer at the 2019 Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. Hi, and I'm Steve Belinda, Jody's co-host, and today we're going to be talking about ladies and all the things ladies do for conservation. Actually, we're, we're here with uh, Katie Yao and Jeremy Anderson. Jeremy is the regional director for the Mule Deer Foundation. And Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. So I'm Candy Yao. My husband, Randy, and I uh, had a hunting show. It was all backcountry, do-it-yourself, western big game hunting show that aired on Pursuit Channel for three years, as well as Wild TV in Canada. Um, and we just love to hunt. That's pretty much what we live for. So very passionate and very passionate about getting other people into it, youth and women. So, And where, where are you guys based? We're based out of Lapine, Oregon, so central Oregon. Excellent. And, and so most of your hunting show was focused in there or was it all across the West? No, where, it's all yep. Western states, yes. Outstanding. Yes. So you, I know you were talking about this a little bit earlier, as a woman uh, in the outdoors, you were recognizing that there's not a lot of opportunities for women to engage and become, uh, to learn. So Correct. tell me how this brain uh, idea came to you uh, to start a ladies camp. So I trained horses for years and lived on big ranches and when I started doing lessons, what I saw was that women are so passionate about learning, especially once their children are semi-grown, they're trying to find their way again. And so I did clinics with horses and it was just amazing what it did for these ladies. And so I mentioned to Randy, we should do that with hunting. So many women want to learn to shoot and I helped with some shooting classes here and some archery classes here and stuff, but I could see there was all that stuff that they just still didn't know in the right. field. And as we all know, women can't learn from their husbands, and husbands certainly don't learn from their wives. So <laughs> I was like, there's this huge void here. And he's like, oh, no, that'll never happen. Won't work, won't work. And so we tried one in Oregon, and we only had 20 ladies, but it exploded, and it changed some of their lives. And so... So what types of things do you do at your camps? Okay, so we have pistol, rifle, archery, and shotgun. And the one thing I did learn with the horse training is you bring in the best instructors. Absolutely. And then that way the women have, you know, they can really gain and grow from there. We have orienteering where we teach not just uh, the GPS, but maps and a compass as well. Uh, we actually bring in an elk and Benchmade is one of our sponsors and the ladies actually skin quick quarter the elk. Wow. And hang it up. Um, we actually put a quarter in a pack so they can feel what that feels like. Everybody thinks they know what that's like to pack out a deer or an elk. And the reality, cow or bull. Yeah. It's like. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a significant difference between yes. a cow and a bull quarter. Exactly. So. Or even a deer. A yeah. buffalo. Yeah. That's yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> so what we did last Utah. year. Yeah. So, um, and then we take the, con oh, there's so many things we do, but then we take that concept of field to table. So Traeger is also a sponsor. And we take the back straps and the tenderloins, and so the next day after they've cooled out, we trigger them. So they get, and the women absolutely are eating that up. They yeah, really want to know how to provide for their family in a healthy, organic, natural yes. way. Do you do this right before hunting season so they can transition right into that season, or is it? It's a little a early. It's little June early. and July. Okay, but it'll give them an opportunity if they want to hunt that season if they yes. have the proper uh, hunter education and. and you know, places to go. It's not something that they're going to have to wait 
six, eight months where they would lose interest. Correct. So it, okay. No, they're on fire when they get out of yeah. there. So. <laughs> hey, you got to wait for the season to start. <laughs> right. So is it women and girls? What are your age ranges of people yes. that come in? So we, it's basically, I mean, we literally have from 12 years old, we do require that they have a hunter education card. Okay. So, and that helps with our insurance as well. And then um, we had ladies up in Oregon last year that were in their late 70s. Oh, fun. So it's all ages and all levels from never touching a firearm to very advanced people who might be in a little bit of a slump that just want a little, you know, touch up. Outstanding. And for the women who are new to this, what types of tools are to transition the learning from that camp to then take it and actually use it into the field? So, I mean, you can only teach so much in two and a half right. days. We yep. all know that. But we have this connection. And, Jeremy, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. But I think the main thing, and social media is social media, but we have such a, a, a group of ladies that are so passionate about helping others that, I mean, we have columns on there every day about this. So I went out, and I did this, and I'm disappointed, and I didn't get a shot, or I took a bad shot, or I did this, or I did that. And immediately, you've got not just instructors, but advanced, you know, hunters and other people giving advice. Support and group. A support group. Yep. It's huge. Yeah, it's a it's huge support group. So you're seeing some of these new hunters getting out afterwards oh, and, and trying it and, and, and continuing. And harvesting. That's outstanding. Do they yes. send you the pictures? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a requirement. <laughs> now you ought to tell them it's a requirement to send jerky and sausage. <laughs> right? We take payment in sausage, <laughs> summer sausage. Thank you. What, so, what I thought was just great, um, going off what Candy said, is uh, what, men, or the, like she said, the husbands can't teach the wives. And so I'm a testament to that. <laughs> So Mule Deer Foundation Utah, we had some volunteers go up there to help. Uh, we weren't sure, quite sure what it was about, but we wanted to. I wanted to be part of it. I just wasn't sure what part we wanted to be. I brought my wife up, and she's she's involved with Mule Deer Foundation, but she knows that's my thing, and she doesn't uh, stick around too much with it. But she's a volunteer with the ladies group and all stuff like that. So she came up there, and uh, you know, I asked Candy, "What do we do?" She said, "You go over here and." Your wife can go over here. And I said, You go okay. to the bar. <laughs> and I came back down down this hill, and my wife is up a tree stand. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, oh, my God. Because she would not stand on this chair you're sitting on, Jody. And I'm thinking, she, she's going to freak out. She's going to have an anxiety attack. And now she just had a biggest smile on her face. That's crazy. And then she came down, and she went and did a different type of tree stand. Uh, then she went over to the archery. Um, we were supposed to be helping, but... I really wanted to go check out all the things and see you know, how big is MDF? How, what do we want to play in this role? So I didn't, wasn't much of an instructor or help or anything. I had a lot of great volunteers, Katie Gordine, Riley Hutchinson, uh, Gary Jenkins that was there that went and helped in these stations. And so my wife and I just kind of walked around and we went to the archery station and uh, they had a lady from Wild Arrow there. Uh, yes. She just did amazing. She's amazing. And, and my wife has learned how to shoot a bow from men. Right. And, um, she she got a new bow this year, and then she learned from them, uh, from Felisa. Yeah, Felisa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just did amazing. And and then right after that, she just was hooked. We shot all the time at my house now. That's great. And then just the other so day. So the light went on for her. Exactly. Nail, right? The other day. So I hope I didn't get you in trouble here. But the other day, she just got her hunter safety. Yes. That's awesome. And it was That's just pushed so it. Cool. She told her it was because, she told me because it's this. That's so. great. So cool. so you went there to check out the camp in no. Oregon. Um, no, at, in Utah. In Utah. In Utah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 
The Mule Deer Foundation has a women's only chapter in Utah. It was Correct. the first of its kind. So tell me now what you guys are going to do to try to, to raise the visibility and connect even more. Absolutely. I, I, I want to be involved as much as we can. Obviously, it's the biggest growing demographic there is. Um, and selfishly, I want more members you know, for Mule Deer Foundation. Selfishly, um, you want your wife to hunt with you, too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Better be careful. She yeah. might outshoot you. Yeah. I don't doubt that. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I think with our chapter that we have, we can integrate that and come and help be any sort of volunteer that she needs. Um, because that what I saw was I saw women and empowering women. And that's what was really, really cool. I mean, Serena, all, all these great ladies that you had uh, training, they learn better that way, I think. And, and it was just an incredible, incredible thing. So our chapter here in Utah is, uh, is amazing. We did a conservation project right after we did the thing up uh, with, with Candy. Uh, they put in a water guzzler. They learned how to what we're doing for mule deer habitat. We did some planting and uh, some sagebrush and bitter brush and things like that. So I don't know, I'm way excited. So, so Jeremy, I I'm interested how a ladies only chapter started. I mean, was that something that they set out to design or did it come up organically or how did it, it Organically, 100%. I was at headquarters going in to pick my merchandise for a chapter i don't recall where um that i was driving to and uh, a couple ladies there uh, at headquarters say we want our own chapter i said well hell yeah let's do it you know why why not you know well and there's we, always the the very very successful ladies luncheon here at, at hun expo as well so yeah. you've already got a network of yeah. women who are very engaged that that have come here every year so and it that was, was a pretty obvious connection the, yeah the biggest thing i didn't want to do is step on on any toes there you know right. so we we talked with Julie Moretti. We wanted to make sure that that was, in fact, she was part of the committee the first year uh, of our banquet. So uh, I wasn't really sure that it was going to be much more than a banquet fundraising deal. But sure enough, we were out there doing projects. We've already got projects planned for this year for the ladies. And so, yeah, it, it happened very 100% organically. So. Awesome. And now, now Ann Olson's our chapter chair. You know, Jake Olson from Urban Absolutely. Deer Transplant. Absolutely, yeah. Ann is are, our chapter chair. Are there chair. other... Ladies only chapters in formation around there in are. Utah have, or uh, the West. Ken Ken Han from Oregon has uh, he has one in Oregon, I believe, mm -hmm. and I think he has one in Nevada. And then Randy Morrison uh, from California is forming one as well. Oh, awesome! It's something yeah. that Mule Deer Foundation really wants to start. Uh, we want to start doing that. You know, ladies only. You have a theme or whatever. You don't have to have a theme for that banquet, but we want to keep pushing it forward. We don't want to just do the the fundraising, take the money, and say goodbye. You know, we want them to go now do something with that money. Much like Candy wants to teach these ladies how to hunt, but all the way through, you know, how to quarter an elk, put it in a pack. So we go all the way through. That's pretty cool. Now, if I'm understanding correctly, too, MDF is, is going to be sponsoring um, some of Candy's camps. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, so this one here in Utah, um, we haven't finalized it for sure, but we know at least uh, we want to give them $3,000 uh, for their camp and then also product I think that you said that ladies loved our, well, our MDF loved coolers. It. The and coolers were such uh, a hit last yeah, year. Shirts yeah, shirts and hoodies and whatever else we have. And then we're also going to have volunteers to be up there uh, wherever Candy needs them as far as, you know, helping at uh, skeet shooting, helping at archery, helping Very whatever. Cool. I do want to not step on any toes there because she has an amazing, amazing group of people that come and help her. So. Yeah, but one of the things that I learned last year, and it's also changed in Oregon, is I was just having random volunteers, and we tried to have range safety officers on all the courses. But when we brought in MDF last year, it was like 
I could just breathe and not worry about it because they're qualified. Right. You know, and so they could have been the instructors just as well. So, yeah, you know, we have incredible instructors on the courses, but now I have extremely qualified volunteers as well and it was just a huge relief i bet i bet that was a great opportunity yeah. so are, are you seeing <clears throat> that word of mouth is your best advertisement yes. in this people there yes. those people that come through the women that come through are going to tell their friends yep. and then their friends are going to come and it just keeps growing that way yes what yeah. about repeat oh my gosh that's what i'm actually worried about but we have a solution so our first oregon camp this year filled in three days Oh, wow. So it's like, oh, now we got to open another one. But like you, I've been on the show circuit, so, you know, I haven't done it yet. But as soon as I get home, um, Utah is feeling very fast. And I think after the show will probably be full. Last year it took us the full five months to fill it. So uh, we'll open another Oregon one. But what we're finding is some of these ladies are coming back for their fourth year, and I feel a little guilty. So we rotate the classes a little bit and Trying mix to it up. additional stuff. Right. You have to make an advanced class. So we're thinking of doing like some smaller courses, like of ten ladies, and literally packing them into the backcountry on horses and putting go. up your yeah. wall tents and doing optics. That'd be very, you know, cool. yeah. Where we or spend expanding three days. the trapping, or exactly, you know, some other aspect of conservation or the hunting exactly. world that yes. you know takes a little bit more time, a little bit more comfort level, a little bit more experience to get into. So. It's yes. definitely something I asked Candy if you know that we could do this coming year is. You know, again, she has multiple stations, and these, these ladies are just rotating throughout. And if we could have a station, you know, that talk about, you know, share a little bit about Mule Deer Foundation, but conservation in general. You know, yes. uh, having Darren West up there, my project coordinator for the state, he's very knowledgeable about, you know, bitter brush, sage brush, you know, what what time of the year. He's a he's a certified arborist, so mm. um, very good with stuff like that and, uh, and a Mule Deer mind. So um, we'd love to teach the ladies that, um, I was talking with a gentleman over here, and he was complaining about this or that or whatever, you know. And I take a, a page out of Mike Lauder's book and say, well, what are you doing for you? You <laughs> exactly. know, Mike always says that. What are you doing for you? And, and it's, it's a good point, you take know. control you, of your own destiny. Yeah, you know, if you don't like the way something is, yeah. what do can something you do to about change it? Become exactly. a member. Come and volunteer with us on one of these projects, you know, that we might take. Our country's gotten very do. good at complaining yes. and, and yes. a lot less doing, but that's one of the great things about what mm -hmm. MDF and others are is creating doers yeah. out of uh, you know people who, who who may not have been doers before. Yeah. So, Kenny, have you used your um, television shows to profile this camp at all? And a little and, bit, yeah, because mm -hmm. I, I think you know we all want to see the action of of the hunting show and or the fishing show and that, but you know there is quite a bit of interest in that learning aspect and i think a show you know advertisement floating your own boat you know i think particularly in the digital platform yes you know it may go over really well because folks can sort of on demand it versus just have to sit through when it's on the air so we'll have quite a few of those up this summer the yeah. first couple years we kind of did all of it we did our own cooking we did our own teaching two classes so basically we had no free time and we right. really didn't film it like it needed to be filmed um that's changing so There's a lot of work involved with putting something so like this together. There's so much work involved, and that's why we're so happy. And that's the other thing I wanted to say after you and I talked last year about, you know, having a booth there. Right. Um, Oregon Hunters did that in Oregon, and, and it wasn't just to sell memberships. What I worry about is we get these ladies so stoked, and they want to <laughs> go hunt, and they want to do this, and they're on fire, and they want to do that. But if they didn't draw a tag for that year, you've lost them for a full year. And right. how do we gain Absolutely. them back? Absolutely. Whereas if we get them involved in conservation groups, you know, there's banquets, there's, you know, you can go yeah. do some conservation 
you keep them involved and you keep them on fire and you keep them going until we can get them in the field. Yeah. So that's well, super important to me. So how does a, a weekend work? They, or is it, a, is it as a weekend? I'm assuming it it's weekend. coming on a Friday and, and you have a camp or a place with the cabins or something like that? Sure. So here in Utah, it's really nice because we oh, have man. the r&k hunting retreat so they have a lodge and they have cabins and they have this huge meeting room and and they cater it for us yeah so we're really spoiled <laughs> it's That's beautiful awesome. it's beautiful property if you've never been there you need where to do be i there. sign up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want to bring my daughter <laughs> oh you so should it's very very fun so but we start we try to get most of the ladies to come in thursday evening if we can okay Friday morning at 8 o'clock is safety and is mandatory. You don't take the shooting classes unless you've been to the safety course. Yep. And then we just start with classes from there, and we go through three to four classes per day. But then we also have demos. Um, like we'll have, um, we brought in Wayne Carlton last year for an elk calling demo in the oh, evening. Oh, wow. And then we do the Nothing quick like quartering. going to the top there. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. He's great. <laughs> You're going to get He's somebody. He's so entertaining. <laughs> so then um, we do... Um, can't remember what we do the next day at lunch. I think it was an optics demo. Um, and then Saturday evening, we have our fashion show. So it's outdoor apparel. Oh, wow. And concealed carry. And, and it is extremely fun. fun. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we do the Traeger demo as well. Then Sunday, we try to wrap it up by noon. So what we'll do is we'll have a, you know, you don't have to take it if you don't want to, but we have a church service in the morning. We allow one class and then it's photos for all of our sponsors. And then we give away a ton of prizes. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I, what I thought was awesome was Saturday night, again, after their little fashion show. And every, everybody's just relaxed. It's a fun event at that point. The Wild Arrow, Wild Arrow Archery, they're out of uh, northern Utah here. They uh, brought in their little blowing up watermelons. Yes, it was so So fun. all these gals, <laughs> I've got it on slow motion. I'll have to show you. Um, there's four or five of them. Uh, they line up, you know, one, two, three, and shoot. But uh, sure enough. Somebody's going on one and a half, and, <laughs> and that watermelon just explodes, <laughs> and it's 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 awesome. And they and they all look at each other, all angrily, like so. But it was, <laughs> it's a hoot. They're just they're just so much fun. That's very cool. So, how can somebody, if they're interested in doing the camp, how how can they get information about the program and and sign up for it or register? Super easy. It's just ladieshunting.com. Go right on there, and it, it'll give you the dates. We don't have the dates for the second Oregon camp, but we should within a week. Okay. But, um, like I said, the first Oregon camp is full, Utah. Just go right in and click on Utah camp. It's June 21st through the 23rd this okay. year at R&K Hunting Retreat and register. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us telling this. It sounds like a great program. We do cover women, be, you know, being one of the few women podcast hosts here, this is maybe my uh, <laughs> influence on the process. But at the same time, as a relatively new or reactivated hunter, these opportunities are so important. And I see the value of women supporting other women and the men that can help us um, to, to learn the skills. And so so any opportunity that women know, because it's it can be extremely intimidating. It can be very can. hard. Yes. to get into and, and if and once you're there the empowerment the opportunity the bonding the connection that happens is so wonderful it is so yeah. so thank you for what you're doing for for the future of hunting as well as for for women in hunting yeah it, it's great that you're reaching a demographic that the traditional model wouldn't have reached and i think we're going to be better off for it um you know i, I it, the male dominated hunting and conservation world can always use more female help so Absolutely. So, Candy, Jeremy, thank you so much for spending time thank with us talking guys. mule deer today. Until Absolutely. next time, this is Jody Stemler. And I'm Steve Belinda, and thank you for talking mule deer. Thanks for talking mule deer with Steve Belinda and Jody Stemler. 
The Mule Deer Foundation is the only conservation group in North America dedicated to restoring, improving, and protecting mule deer and black-tailed deer and their habitat. MDF is a strong voice for hunters in access, wildlife management, and conservation policy issues. To find out more, visit www.muledeer.org and stay tuned for the next episode of Talkin' Mule Deer.